0: The response from the community has been amazing.
1: What do people need now, today? And I think that's what's quite um, special about it. It's just helping people to survive this.
2: Behaviour is very, very positive. That's one of the great things that have come out of this crisis.
3: Proud of what the work the young people in our organisation and the organisation is trying to do, and every other organisation is trying to do, to try and mobilise and support the um, community that we serve.
4: We've all been forced to change and adapt to a new way of life in the past few weeks. Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park, the home of the 2012 Olympic and Paralympic Games, is no different. But in many ways, the immediate focus of their work has stayed the same, supporting businesses and institutions and assisting with local groups and organisations working in the local community.
5: My name is Paul Brickell, I'm the... Executive Director for Regeneration and Community Partnerships at the London Legacy Development Corporation. The message is very much that we're still here. When we started all this, we sort of had two two weeks of really frantic activity, I think, as a corporation as we adapted to the new world. And it continues to be hard work for the team, working hard and closely with all of the organisations that we normally get to do things with us and for us. You know, in normal times, local communities, local people um, are using the park a lot. I mean, that might just be for leisure and so forth. It might be for their community programs, their sports programs and so on. Uh, but also there's a lot of local people who are, who are there on the park because they're working there. They might be working on the park or in one of the businesses or the institutions or the universities that are, are there. And, and we have a lot of people who are training, a lot of young local people who are training as interns, training as apprentices on a variety of courses with all of the different businesses that are there in order that they can get the skills to get the jobs in those businesses. None of those people can turn up, but actually we're, all of those people are still engaged. And whether it's by doing their training online, where that's possible. And we've also found that a lot of the community organisations that we work with have really been enormously inventive in the way that they continue to serve the communities.
4: Whilst a beautiful, open and safe park has been a real lifesaver for many local people, a three-month rental holiday for small business tenants working with the local supply chain and broader networks to help access support and adapting to changing circumstances has been essential for enterprise. And one company is now helping the
6: NHS. Hi, I'm Eric Savant. I'm Managing Director of Hobbs 3D. So Hobbs 3D is a 3D printing uh, 3D modeling and 3D visualization bureau for primarily the architecture construction uh, property field.
7: And you've been able to repurpose as well and making equipment PPE equipment for the NHS. Tell us about that.
6: Yeah, we, we've we done a couple things um, and the, the PPE equipment wasn't the first. Uh, we were first approached to do um, some research oriented work with um, 3D printed valves and masks. Uh, and we've done some other things to to create um, parts that would uh, go on ventilators. Um, so we we've, we've done those things, and those th- that's really where we started. They they played more to our strengths because they were quite bespoke objects uh, that uh, you'd be you know creating in, in somewhat smaller volumes, um, and that people could use them for for research and and to understand w- what was what was required. Uh, and then from there, we, um, you know, we, we do have a lot of contacts within lots of different industries and, and those lead to other contacts. And so we, we started to get more involved in the combating the crisis. Uh, and we have, um, you know, Hobbs 3D is, is part of a group of companies, the Hobbs group, which includes a reprographics graphics company. So between the two of us, we have some capabilities that are in combination, quite, quite unique. PPE came around because there are a lot of companies who have been 3D printing, or not even companies, individuals, you know, who've who've wanted to join the effort. And so they've been uh, 3D printing uh, visors, uh, the headbands for visors, and then just getting acetate and putting it on. Uh, And for us, we have, um, through our Reprographics company, we have access to uh, acetate, uh, huge amounts of acetate because it's part of the, the normal product mix. Uh, and from a 3D printing side we've we have the capability to produce uh, lots of different types of visors um, uh, headbands, and the like um, and so we 've been um, working with those designs to try to come up with something that was going to be uh, affordable and easy to produce what 's clear is that these things are required in volume, not in not in small quantities. Uh, and the 3D printing, for all of its great advantages, one of its disadvantages is that it's not fast. Uh, it's not made for mass production. It's made for bespoke production. So that's that's required a certain amount of uh, thinking and, and consistent reengineering.
7: And how has it made you feel to know that what is being produced at your place of work is going to those frontline workers, those NHS workers, those carers?
6: Clearly, um, from an altruistic standpoint, it's it's great. You know, we we care about what's happening around us. We we want to be able to have an, a, a positive impact on our neighbour um, to, to make sure that, you know, people can can survive this i mean this is really it really is life and death it's it's so horrible to think in those terms but it really is so the little bit of work that we can do is is um we know it can go a long way uh that being said we are a business and we have to continue to function so we have to balance all these things you know taking care of our customers and then also taking care of our neighbor you're listening to the queen elizabeth olympic park podcast
4: This episode is focusing on how our community has reacted to the COVID-19 pandemic. Groups and organisations based here have put together a myriad of initiatives.
8: Hi, I'm Nina Memmi and I am the Community Sport and Outreach Manager. Working with the businesses has been key in in order to get them to repurpose what some of their outputs are uh, we've seen some incredible ideas from the likes of uh, Bike Works who often would run an all ability um, cycling club uh, across the park and across London which is particularly looking at getting people with disabilities um, active and moving uh, on many kinds of bikes but they've repurposed which is incredible I mean what, uh, what an amazing idea to still have value and purpose in a time like this.
9: My name is Jim Blakemore. I'm co-founder and chief executive officer of BikeWorks. Four weeks ago, as everyone was and is in the country, we've had to effectively mothball our business as normal. However, we very quickly repurposed the whole organization and we used some funding to run a social isolation project uh, that we had crowdfunded for and raised uh, revenue and capital funds across London. And we've been able to repurpose this funding to set up a emergency courier service. So currently we are delivering prescriptions from pharmacies in uh, 10 boroughs. We are delivering medical home testing kits in four boroughs and also COVID-19 testing kits in uh, two boroughs. As well as this, we're delivering around about 400 hot meals a week and supporting various food banks in the 10 boroughs that we're working within one of the key objectives was also to rehire a number of our freelance cycle instructors all of whom we were unable now to offer any work so all of my core team uh, are not furloughed they're all currently working we probably have rehired somewhere in between 15 and 20 cycle instructors Incredibly proud of this of the core team and the um the freelancers that we've been able to work with. And and interestingly, we've actually been able to recruit new freelancers. So we hope off the back of this we'll have uh, a fresh pool of people wanting to work for our organisation.
8: Our small organisations and our outreach groups are absolutely incredible. So we're working with the likes of Badu Sports, um, who have set up their one community initiative uh, in reaction to COVID-19. And this is supplying um more than food parcels to, to local people They're they're linking in with food banks again with, with pharmacies to to ensure that the families that they work with are still receiving um vital food supplies you know these are Sometimes people that are on zero-hours contracts or, you know, are below the the breadline and and really facing austerity measures. Um, So it's incredible. They've reached nearly 700 families so far. um, And it's just amazing to see how they've adapted their plans from, you know, sports outreach into actually uh, ensuring that families are kept uh, safe and well during these times. My name
3: is Nana Badu, founder and CEO of Badu Sports. We're based near the Copper Box, so in here East Business Retail Park. Um, we've been there for about three years now almost, coming up to three years. Um, it's it's really good, it's amazing, it, it, it allows us to invite and innovate and support some of the young people that we work with to into those type of worlds and opportunities that are being offered on the park. Normally we'll be having sports programs and clubs running so Physically meeting some of the children and talking to them and getting to know how they are, doing some exercise and wellbeing activities. Literally two weeks before the government announced school closures, we had already set up the um, food banks to try and help some of the most vulnerable, giving names and information of, of families that are on free school meals that would need the most, the most vulnerable families that we've been supporting from the schools. So we worked directly with the schools where so we have this access, this information, making sure that ones who need the help the most get it. Um, we also have an online um service where we have like yoga, football sessions um dance, and then we have a Saturday morning fitness side which's been doing really really well. We have a mental health service as well with a phone line service where families can just call to have a chat or conversation about challenges at home or just someone to talk to, but more importantly um people that need food there's a lot of families with no recourse to public funds so filling information and, and, and the forms to get food banks. It, it's not happening, not getting the support. They can't do it. And there's been a reason why. So for us, we, the front line has been huge in supporting those key families. One of the key things for us is the food delivery. When we deliver the foods into the estates or to the houses and to the families, realising that the, the privation and the and, and and how much they actually needed what we are bringing and how grateful they are Um, to us, we're just packing food boxes and Given some games and, and some um, tactics and techniques that they can use for their children to help them at home. Um, it's been, it's been, it's been amazing. And one of the key things for us is our young people have set up a tuition group and a mentoring group who, like, some families could just literally call up, call us up, ask for a tutor for a specific subject for totally free. And then the young people arrange a call with you for a free Zoom call. That's been amazing. That's all our mentoring group that we were helping before have just come out of this because they're all outstanding students and people but they've been brought up in a community mindset so this has been huge.
4: Young people and vulnerable families have been a key focus. Leila Conway is London Legacy Development Corporation's senior communities and business manager.
1: For a lot of young people around here you know they live in quite crowded accommodation and now they're at home all day, every day and having to, you know, study from home, do, you know, socialise from home and, 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 and then be, you know, within amongst their family network. It can be, it's really challenging. And I think the way, the way in which school finished quite suddenly for some, particularly those that were finishing just before GCSEs and A levels, it was quite, quite a big shock, um, to the system. And so I think, yeah, young people are going for a lot. And I think, you know, for some of them, you know, not all young people have the equipment, the IT equipment and that's something that's come out across the network that we're working collectively to look at how we can source IT equipment because a lot of the young people just don't have they might have a mobile phone but that's incredibly difficult to do you know schoolwork from um, and actually yeah access to laptops aren't as as wide as, as we or as um, perhaps assumptions have been made so yeah we're trying to see where we can source um, find out who's in need and then look at how we can support them with equipment
4: Premier League football at the London Stadium is currently on hold. But the 20,000 bottles of soft drinks, sweets and chocolate bars ready to be consumed by hungry Hammers fans have instead been distributed to the local community by Delaware North, the company who operate the stadium's food and beverage facilities.
2: My name is Elliot Moore and I work for Delaware North UK. Our business literally overnight was shut down globally across the states. We operate um, in Australia as well. We operate out of just over 3,000 venues across the across the planet and overnight um, it was closed down so that obviously caused us a few challenges um, and mainly the biggest challenge that we had was what to do with our stock that we had in place for a variety of events that were upcoming not only for football but across the summer.
7: And what have you been able to do?
2: Yeah, so the great thing is um, obviously we are fully aware of all the long hours and hard work that uh, various charities and the NHS and our nurses and doctors are putting in. So um, we've been able to partner up with one of our event partners that we use at London Stadium um, we have managed to gather up about 20,000 items, mainly soft drinks and confectionery and that has been picked up and distributed um, around different NHS trusts and uh, charities within the London area. And
7: logistically, how were you able to do that? Did you have to to get a team of people in and to to put all that together? Yeah,
2: so um, unfortunately one of the things that happened with our team at London Stadium when uh, the lockdown happened is that all of the team um, were furloughed, uh, which left just myself uh, working at the venue. Um, However, really happy that um, we had 12 volunteers from the London Stadium team that gave up their time and uh, came in for the day to collect up all the stock sort it out, bag it up and um, get it ready for pickup.
7: And what's been the response from the, the charities and the NHS organisations that you've been able to to give this food and drink to?
2: Yeah, hugely grateful. I mean, the some of the charities that we're helping are charities that are helping um, families that are really struggling at this time to sort of put food on the table. Um, they've seen requests that um, sort of triple um, since the crisis is on, so this has really helped Um, And the NHS um, have just been, yeah, hugely grateful. I mean, doctors and nurses are sleeping uh, on benches inside the hospital between shifts, so any sort of treat that uh, they can be given um, obviously goes a long, long way, help them get through the very long shifts that we know that they're all doing.
4: And on the 18th century Dutch barge moored on the River Lee in Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park, the kitchens are not as quiet as you would think. Here's Stuart Thompson, the co-owner of restaurant Barge East.
0: It's come at a really bad time for us. Um, I mean, as a a business that's based upon a, a boat we we do you know we're, we're heavily dependent on our summer season and um and you know we got through winter and, and winter is a tough trading period for for any bar and restaurant but especially one that's based upon a boat and um and we were really excited about the summer ahead and um, we we're in in the process of building a new uh a new garden area um where we we're going to go fresh produce for our barge and um and we we're just really excited and so the the closure came very suddenly and um at the very worst possible moment for our business
7: but you've been able to turn what's a huge negative into quite a good positive. Tell us about some of the work you've been doing.
0: When we found out that we would have to close, we you know, just put our heads together and thought, well, what can we do to support the community around us? And, um, and there's a variety of things that we've been up to. And, um, and one of the things is we've been providing meals for local hospital workers at Homerton Hospital um, as to sort of help, help cheer them up and thank them for all of the amazing work they've, they've done. So we've been delivering about 100, and, 100 to 150 meals a week to um, different departments at Holminton Hospital from the domestics, so that's the porters and the cleaners, to the ITU department who actually had their Christmas party at Barge's last year, so we, uh, we know them well.
7: And obviously lots of people in lockdown at the moment, people maybe are living a different kind of life to what they're used to. Keeping well, keeping healthy is important and your veg boxes must be uh, pretty popular at the minute because we all need our vegetables.
0: Yeah, so that was another initiative that we, we started in, in the first week of uh, of closure because we realized you know we you could see all of the uh, news reports about people just couldn't get staples from supermarkets and shops And, and indeed a lot of the shops near us in Hackney Wick actually shut down um once the lockdown was announced so we started using our restaurant suppliers who were also heavily hit to um to provide fruit vegetables bread milk and um and 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 things like that to to our local community and um and you know not we're just sort of doing it at cost price really we're sort of free delivery for anyone that's that's vulnerable or isolating or working within the key key essential industries and what
7: kind of support have you had from the queen elizabeth olympic park and the london legacy development corporation
0: lldc have been very supportive of, of small businesses on the park and um, and they have supported us with a uh, you know a reduced rent for the period and, and, and well rent relief for the the three-month period from march march to june which um, it, Really does you know, help us a huge amount, and um, and without that support, then you know we would be um, really worried about our, our future.
4: In 2012, this part of London witnessed the youth of the world coming together. There was pride in our nation. The role of volunteers was essential. Major undertakings were being delivered, and everyone came together. Now, in very different circumstances, again, it's young people, neighbourhoods, volunteers, businesses, and organisations working in harmony for the benefit of our Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park community.
5: I think I want to say thank you. I feel enormously humbled, I suppose, just when I see the work that our partners are doing. It's absolutely tremendous.
2: We're looking forward to being more busy than we were before this crisis because I think people will be itching to get out.
1: The park has a really special role to play in that it's, I suppose, immersed within these really special communities and I think the role that we can play in, in kind of supporting that
3: for us, when the young people have turned up to volunteer in the Olympic Park, that is the legacy that we want to try to leave, that, that sense of community, that sense of purpose. Yes, sports is the key driver, but for them, this is our area, this is where we live. These are the people that matter to us.